Hello and welcome to the Parish Podcast of St. Anthony of Padua Catholic Church in the Woodlands, Texas. We're excited to share with you Sunday at St. Anthony's, a homily message from this past weekend that we hope you'll find enlightening. Thanks for tuning in and praying with us. The book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham became the father of Isaac, Isaac the father of Jacob, Jacob the father of Judah and his brothers. Judah became the father of Perez and Zerah, whose mother was Tamar. Perez became the father of Hezron, Hezron the father of Ram, Ram the father of Amenabab. Amenabab became the father of Nashon, Nashon the father of Salmon, Salmon the father of Boaz, whose mother was Rahab. Boaz became the father of Obed, whose mother was Ruth. Obed became the father of Jesse, Jesse the father of David the king. David became the father of Solomon, whose mother had been the wife of Uriah. Solomon became the father of Rehoboam, and Rehoboam the father of Abijah. Abijah the father of Asaph, Asaph became the father of Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat, the father of Joram. Joram, the father of Uzziah. Uzziah became the father of Jotham. Jotham, the father of Ahaz. Ahaz, the father of Hezekiah. Hezekiah became the father of Manasseh. Manasseh, the father of Amos. Amos, the father of Josiah. Josiah became the father of Jeconiah and his brothers at the time of the Babylonian exile. After the Babylonian exile, Jeconia became the father of Shealtiel, Shealtiel the father of Zerubbabel, Zerubbabel the father of Abud. Abud became the father of Eliakim, Eliakim the father of Azor, Azor the father of Zadok. Zadok became the father of Achim, Achim the father of Eliud. Eliud, the father of Eleazar. Eleazar became the father of Matan, Matan, the father of Jacob, Jacob, the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary. Of her was born Jesus, who is called the Christ. Thus, the total number of generations from Abraham to David is 14 generations. From David, to the Babylonian exile, 14 generations. From the Babylonian exile to the Christ, 14 generations. Now, this is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. When his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found with child through the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her husband, since he was a righteous man, yet unwilling to expose her to shame, decided to divorce her quietly. Such was his intention when, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary, your wife, into your home. For it is through the Holy Spirit that this child has been conceived in her. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, 
because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke, he did as the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took his wife into his home. He had no relations with her until she bore a son, and he named him Jesus. The Gospel of the Lord. Again, Merry Christmas to everyone. And so I know that there are many children here, and so these are questions for children, but I think the adults enjoy them more than the children do. <laughs> so children and adults and everyone who is a child in, inside, what, what did the wise men say after they offered up their gifts of gold and frankincense? They said, wait, there's myrrh. What do you get when you cross a snowman with a vampire? You get frostbite. <laughs> and what, do, what does Santa suffer, suffer from if he gets stuck in a chimney? He gets claustrophobia. <laughs> what do you call Santa when he stops moving? What? St. Nicholas, he said, well, you call him Santa Paws. <laughs> what do snowmen eat for dessert? Frosted flakes, yes, that's right. And also ice krispies, you're right. And what is it called when a snowman has a temper, a temper tantrum? A meltdown, you got it. <laughs> Why are elves such great motivational speakers? They've got a lot of elf confidence. And what game do reindeer play when they have a sleepover? Truth or deer? <laughs> Who is never hungry at Christmas? The turkey. He's always stuffed. <laughs> so Christmas is certainly a time of joy and of being together and enjoying each other's company. But let me tell you a story about the source of that joy. Where does it come from? Well, once upon a time, and children screaming just remind us of baby Jesus, so just we look beyond it. Once upon a time, there was a man who looked upon Christmas with a lot of humbug. He wasn't Scrooge from Charles Dickinson's novel, but he was a kind and a decent person. He was generous to his family, upright in all his dealings with other people, but he didn't believe all that stuff about the incarnation, which the church and other churches proclaim 
at Christmas, at this celebration. This is what we're proclaiming. God became a human being. And he was too honest to pretend that he did. I am truly sorry to distress you, he told his wife, who was a faithful churchgoer. He said, but I simply cannot understand this claim that God becomes man, a human being. It doesn't make any sense to me, he said. On Christmas Eve, his wife and children got ready to go to mass, to midnight mass, but he declined to go with them. He said, I'd feel like a hypocrite. I'd rather stay at home, but I'll wait up for you when you get back, he told his wife. And shortly after his family drove away in the car, in the car, snow began to fall. And he went to the window and watched the flurries, and he saw that they were getting heavier and heavier. He said, if we must have Christmas, it's nice that we'll have a white Christmas. He went back to his chair by the fireside and began to read the newspaper. A few minutes later, he was startled by a thudding, a thudding sound. It was quickly followed by another thud and another thud. He thought that someone was throwing snowballs at his living room window. So when he went to the front door to investigate, he found a flock of birds huddled miserably in the storm. And they had been caught in the storm and were in desperate search for shelter. And they were trying probably to fly through his window. Many birds get confused. And he said to himself, I can't let these poor creatures lie there and freeze. Then he asked himself, but how can I help? Then he remembered there was a barn where the children's pony was stabled, and he knew that it would provide shelter for the birds. He put on his, boot, his coat and his boots, and he staggered through the deepening snow into the barn. He opened the door wide open and turned on the lights. But the, the birds didn't go into the barn. He opened, uh, he, he said to himself, surely food will lure them in. So he hurried back into the house, got some breadcrumbs, which he sprinkled on the snow, making a trail to the barn. But to his dismay, the birds ignored the breadcrumbs and continued to flop around helplessly in the snow. He tried shooting them, um, he tried shooing them. <laughs> Freudian slip. <laughs> he tried shooing them into the barn by walking around and waving his arms. But they scattered in every direction except into the barn. He said to himself, they find me a strange and terrifying creature, and I can't seem to think of any way to let them know that they can trust me. If only I could be a bird myself for a few minutes, perhaps I could lead them to safety. Just at that moment, the church bells began to ring. He stood silent 
while listening to the bells pealing the glad tidings of Christmas. Then he sank to his knees in the snow. Now I understand, he said. Now I see why you had to do it. That was a Christmas parable written by a man named Lewis Castles many years ago. He was a religious, religious writer in a, in, a new, in a paper. But it explains in a beautiful way the mystery of Christmas. God was motivated by love to reach us in any way possible. He didn't become a little bird, he became one of us. And let's remember, Jesus certainly ascended, resurrected, and ascended into heaven, but he, did, he didn't leave. He remained. His presence, he left his presence with us. And we can find him in at least seven different places. And let me just mention what these places are. The first place that we find Jesus still is in the Eucharist, in communion. He left his presence in the form of bread and wine, and so he is present for us always. Another place that we can find Jesus is in our hearts, in prayer. All of us were baptized, and when we were baptized, the Holy Spirit entered our hearts, and we became a potential Jesus. We're all called to be Jesus. We can find him in the silence of our hearts. We can find him in his word, the word of God. They're words of Jesus, and they are a presence of God. That's why we process with so much reverence with this book of the Gospels. If Jesus came from heaven to earth, he brought us the life of heaven on earth. Just like immigrants who move to a different country, they bring their customs, they bring their food, they bring their way of uh, communicating. Jesus was a citizen of heaven who immigrated to earth and brought us the life of heaven, which is the life of mutual love, the new commandment. And that's another place where we find Jesus. When we intentionally live the new commandment, there's a presence of God in our relationships. He can be present, he is present right here, right now. Jesus also remained in every human being. In Matthew 25, in the final, the final exam question, when I was hungry, did you give me to eat? When I was thirsty, did you give me to drink? When I was in prison, did you come visit me? Jesus considers himself present in every human being, no matter how small. And so whatever we do to anyone, we do to him. Whatever we don't do to, anyone, to someone, we don't do to him. And Jesus is present in his church, in all of us as the body of Christ who continues to live in time. So Jesus didn't leave. He came on earth and he continues to be with us. He continues to call us to be with him. And so let's rejoice. And as today we celebrate the anniversary of God becoming a human being. St. Anthony of Padua, pray for us.